Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's going on, Bulls Nation? Welcome in to the CSGO Bulls Podcast. Coming to you live from our studios here in the West Loop, downtown Chicago. I'm Peck. You can follow me on Twitter at Bulls underscore Peck. Joined by my guy, Big Dave. Bam! Bam! B-A-W-L Sports. Our pound producer, Joyce Path, is on the controls. He's at Joyce Path. We're CSGO underscore Bulls. Uh, Our guy, Will Go Gottlieb, off today. He and Mark K will have an HQ for y'all on Thursday. That's why I said hooray. Hooray! Hooray! I uh, hope you all have had yourselves a great Tuesday. Looking yeah. forward to more in-tournament quarterfinal action. Yeah. But, I mean, part one was pretty awesome last pretty night, Dave. awesome, wasn't it? I'm a fan, man. Tyrese Halberton, tears. Oh, man. I am God, he is fun to watch. He is fun to watch. I am a fan of the in-season tournament. I am. I'm a fan of it, man. It, they played like they cared. Like, it mattered to these teams. And what it does is it matters to those small market teams who don't Really, mm-hmm. you know, get to the playoffs or win a lot and stuff yeah. like that. That stuff matters to them, man. I, I can't remember who I saw on my Twitter feed last night, but after the Pacers won that game in dramatic fashion, mm-hmm. somebody ma- made note of the fact that this, you know, young, small market Pacers team, I think there's like three or four guys on that roster mm-hmm. that make less than $3 million wow. this season. Wow. So for those players, mm-hmm. $500,000, yeah. non-trivial number. Of dollars. And something else I, I noticed that I didn't think of before, and I said it on Twitter yesterday, that this also shines light on those teams who don't get to be on national TV. Right. Because I was like, right, Indiana Pacers aren't on national TV. That's not they, what happens. They weren't putting a lot of Pacers games on yeah. the national <laughs> televised you know, schedule. Exactly. So the fact that now the world gets to see Tyrese Halliburton and just how really damn good right. he is, is really cool. It's it's really awesome, man. Yeah. So I, I, saw, I saw our old pal uh, Nick Friedel getting dragged uh, on Twitter today because he had a what? tweet about the in-season tournament oh, so, mentioning so, about like, oh, you know, like the Lakers better win or the Knicks better win. Could like, uh, you know, who wants to watch the Pacers? You know, in, in an in-season tournament, semifinal or championship game, everybody was like, "Yo, for Dell." <laughs> you kidding me, dude? Halliburton just can't miss television right yeah. now. Yeah, I, I think the issue also with that statement is it's a one-off. It's right. not a series. Right. You know, yeah. it's one game. It's one game. That's it. It's one game. You're in. You're out. You go home. It's a woozy. It's a wazzy. Right. Also, like, yeah, I think people want to watch guys putting up 30-point triple doubles with zero turnovers. Like, I think that's fun. Pretty damn impressive. And that's it, it combines why people love the tournament so mm-hmm. much. You know, you like those small market teams right. in the tournament. George Mason's and the Loyola's right. and guys like that. Like, you love that kind of stuff. So, yeah, it's cool, man. But I saw people were mad. <laughs> I shouldn't say mad, but disagreeing with you and I uh, about our, 
our takes on on it yesterday, which I don't care. But what bothered me is when you get it wrong. <laughs> like if you're gonna disagree, disagree. What is the way we were saying was it can't matter when we're talking about the greatness of the player. That's what we're saying. Like when that level comes up, right? That's where it, they were like, "Oh, you guys wrong. You're on the wrong side of history." And it's, nobody said we didn't like the tournament, though. Like we're like, listen, it can't come up in a goat debate, right? Like that. That's what we're saying right there. It can't be on that level unless you win three of those in a row and right. you win three championships in a row, right? In the same year, okay. And you win MVPs in both. Okay, like I can't say anything. Never said it's not entertaining, but the problem was only making an argument about not including that kind of stuff in people's like Hall of Fame resumes. Correct, that's all I was saying. And the issue with it, and what I saw someone say that I'm like, this is exactly what Matt is talking about. Why he take issue with this? Somebody said, well, now this is the new thing. So now he said the order is NBA championship, conference championship. No, NBA championship, in-season tournament, conference championship, MVP. <laughs> I'm like, no, Wrong. brother. No. Wrong. No. no. I was like, this is exactly what Matt was talking about. That is exactly incorrect. For, it cannot be that way. For winning your way out of a four-game group play <laughs> stage and then winning three games after that? It's the, yeah, you, it's Get the out of here. Get out of no, here. Again, no, no. doesn't mean it's not entertaining. Very. Doesn't it's mean cool, it's not entertaining. Entertaining, all of that. But no. Uh, Over the MVP, 82 games. Are you kidding me? Stop. Uh, hype ran the comments. Said, Jaden Ivey, screw that. Go for Cam Thomas. Mm. I don't think Brooklyn knows what they have in him yet. Yeah, yeah. If you saw the headline for today, we are going to talk about these latest rumors going around that the Pistons might be involved or interested in being involved in these Zach Levine trades that yeah. are theoretically days or weeks away. Um, uh, we'll talk about that later on. Uh, including looking at a three-way trade involving oh, also nice. the Knicks and also DeMar that our guy Will the Go Godly put up the other day. Good. I like it. Um, before that, though, we wanted to kind of pick up where we left off with a few more thoughts from yesterday's show when we were talking about the improved play of this young three the Bulls have. Okay. With not only Kobe, who we spent a great deal of time talking about yesterday's show, how much he's been shining recently, not only catching fire from three, but what he's shown us on the defensive end, what he's shown us with his decision-making, playing off the ball, even as Will was pointing out his decision-making, playing off the ball. Uh, But touching a bit more on what Pat and Ayo have also done with these uh, increased minutes Mm -hmm. uh, over the last handful of games when you've got Zach out, you've got Caruso missing some time. So uh, where where do you want want to start start with Pat or start with Ayo, Dave? Uh, Let's start with Ayo. Okay, so... um, we mentioned it yesterday's show at the very end. We'll mention it again now. Io's last three games, he's averaging 13 points, two boards, 3.7 assists, mm. two steals. Io playing that defense mm. and shooting nearly 60% from the field. Ooh, that's the sexy. Io's confidently taking those middies, you know, that he was knocking down in their win uh, over the Pelicans on Saturday. He is, I think, starting to feel a bit more confident when yeah. he gets open looks at three. Yeah. They, they aren't quite falling like you would want, yeah. but it's not the. Like, his second season when the three-point shooting just fell off a cliff, I feel like Ayo's regaining some of that shooting confidence. But the thing you have to love the most is that when he is out there, he sees and takes advantage of those opportunities in transition. He scans the floor when he is either the one getting the board on the defensive glass or getting the quick outlet pass, and will quick scan. And if he sees an opportunity, he's taking it. More so than any of his two previous seasons, and it's early obviously, 
this is the most Illini version of Io that I've seen. And in the, when he was with Illinois, it was definitely, I'm getting the ball and I'm gone. It was definitely great passing uh, on the interior when he would get inside and dump it off to Kofi Cogburn. I've noticed that a lot with Andre Drummond. Uh, he does a really good job of that. When he gets inside, nice little bounce pass. Vooch uh, hasn't figured that out yet. That's why he keeps bouncing off his calves <laughs> like that. But the drum, Drummond, that's the kind of big man he is. You know, like Vooch has a little more skill uh, with the ball than Drummond does. Drummond's like, give me the ball, I'll go up. It's what I do. So he's done that really well. But also, like you mentioned, the 60.% shooting, that's that mid-range stuff. That's exactly what he was doing when he was at Illinois. Mm -hmm. That mid-range shot was deadly for him, going into the lane, coming out of it, and then taking the mid-range shot. And when you see it happen, if you haven't been watching him in your head, you're, you're trained to go, no, 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 no. Oh, <laughs> like, oh, what are you doing? Oh, it's a lot of that, unless you've been watching him like we have for, for a while. But he has been awesome. Io is right now having a career low in points, field goal percentage, mm -hmm. uh, rebounds, assists, steals, blocks, but his field goal percentage is awesome. Right. His efficiency from the two-point percentage is awesome. And this is in less minutes. This is in 17 minutes. You know right. what I mean? But, of course, it's increased since Zach's been out. But it's the best he's played. I'm like, he's averaging less in all of that, but it feels more complete in the, in the games that we've seen. Uh, people in the comments chiming in. Uh, Fish saying, Io looks like Io, as steady as they come. NHK20 saying, Io is the bull Swiss army knife. He transforms into what the team needs in the moment. Uh, and meanwhile, Sports Chicago Style appreciates Dave having the games out today. The thing about, you know, we were talking about Kobe's decision-making yesterday. I think Io's decision-making, plus his confidence that's sort of regained confidence uh, with his shooting okay. um, is helping this Bulls team that in these last couple of games with DeMar playing more of a facilitating role, at least through the first three quarters on Saturday, and then without DeMar or Zach in the game previous to that, the Bulls playing faster, which is something they said they wanted to do and were failing miserably at doing. You know, coming into those last couple of wins, they were dead last in the NBA in pace of their offense. Yeah. Io always seems to want to get that pace up when it's advantageous Ooh. and this is actually this is something that billy donovan said uh and it's in our guy willie go gottlieb's latest column that's up now allchgo.com talking about kobe and talking about creating more and better looks from three yeah upping the team's three-point rate upping the team's corner three-point rate uh and billy talking about how they've created some of those opportunities um talking about when the Bulls get uh, full-court press and then beat that pressure, get downhill, and spray it out. We've seen Kobe do that. We can even see Io do that. But then even when Io beats whoever, you know, is maybe half trying to guard him in transition, not just getting to the paint to then spray it out, but just get to the paint to score. Like, I Io's transition layups have, like, given the Bulls offense a boost these last few games. And I love this quote from Billy because I f feel like it – relates directly to what we see Io do. Okay. This is from Billy. The two hardest things to do in the NBA, closing out to guard the ball and getting back in transition. Those are the two hardest things to do defensively. We can't let teams off the hook when we create those situations. We've got to be able to capitalize a little bit better. Mm. Io seems to be the one player thus far this season who is always trying to create and then take advantage of that opportunity that Billy's talking about. Mm -hmm. 
find your ways to get easy points yeah. for this team that is still struggling to catch up with the rest of the league with their three-point shooting, yeah. that does not have a great half-court offense. Find ways to take advantage of weak or unattentive transition defense. Mm-hmm. Io's doing it every minute he's out on the floor. It feels like he's been doing it since the season started, too. Yeah. Um, the way he's been scoring kind of – and I've said this to you before on the show, the game within the game uh, kind of thing. That's kind of what he's doing. It's scoring in, in places where the Bulls have little tiny droughts where nobody else was hitting earlier in the season. Io was the one who would say, fine, I'm a score. Okay, fine, I'll take this three. Okay, fine, I'll take this mid-range. Okay, fine, I'll go on the fast break and I'll score. And he was doing a really excellent job of it. What I like about – and watching him, Matt, when he gets that rebound and he goes, of course the first person I think of is Kobe White. I remember clearly how much I couldn't stand when Kobe White would do it. And he go one on three. The difference with this is Kobe was going in without a plan. Mm-hmm. Kobe would figure it out. As soon as he gets close to the rim, he figures it out. Io seems more calculated when he does it. He's, he knows who's back, how fast that player is, how tall that player is. If I should pull it out or if I should, I should keep going. And he's shifty in a way that's different, not better, but different uh, than Kobe. Because Kobe's damn sure shifty too. But Io is putting a shift on you before he even gets to the rim and kind of putting it into the mind of the defender. Wait, what's he going to do here? Right. Where it's more so not head down, gone. You know what I mean? Where you've already told me just what you're going to do. You're not even looking at me. Right. I know exactly what you're about to do. Kobe is a little more, I'm sorry, Ayo's a little more cerebral with it. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's because he's more of a quote-unquote pure point guard uh, guy because that's what he wants. He won an award of being the best point guard in college. So that's kind of what he's always been. But it's just he's using his size, he's using his mind and his brain too, and he's, he's using his athleticism to get to the bucket, to score. And his layup package is really solid, too. It's nice. Like, let's not sleep on that, mm-hmm. either. His layup package is nice. But he's using all those things to, to make great decisions when he's getting there. And, right. Matt, when he's getting there, if he doesn't, he's getting fouled. Right. Like, he's getting to the actual free throw line. I believe he's shooting 77% from the free throw line. He, was, he wasn't shooting at a really high level uh, last year, as far as percentage, I'm saying. Uh, so, 77 is awesome. But... It just looks more confident, and it looks more right when I watch him do it, going coast to coast, because he understands exactly who's there, who's with him. You know what I mean? If Drummond is going to tell him or not. Right. Like, I just like watching him do it, man. And yeah. It's, it's really skilled. Uh, Jose chiming in in the comments uh, saying, did you see Iowa's defense on Brandon Ingram that last game? Mm-hmm. His impact on defense is way underrated. I mean, you and I both both – had moments watching Io's defense in that game Saturday. We were like, damn, Io, that's some good defense. Yeah. Like, he's staying down. Yes. He's not biting as much yeah. on guys' moves uh, when he's guarding on ball. He, I think, has made individual strides as an off-ball defender and is, I would say, one of the lesser, often guilty parties when it comes to the Bulls and off-ball defense being an issue. Yeah, uh, He fights over screens. He usually gets his off-ball switches right. Um at, you know, make, making hustle plays on top of all of that. The thing that I am curious about now, when we see Io put a stretch of solid games together like this, okay. is where we and where Billy Donovan go from here in that. And, and it's kind of a, a curiosity for me with Pat, too, and we can touch on Pat in a second, but Pat seemed to have won back his starting job after Billy's brief Tory Craig as a starter experiment. 
And the fact that Zach and Caruso have both been out for a handful of games mm-hmm. obviously impacts Io more than Pat sure. in Billy's rotation. Sure. So Io is averaging just 17 and a half minutes per game this Correct. season. Correct. In the wins over Milwaukee and New Orleans, he played 39 and 33 minutes, respectively. Whoa. How <laughs> will Billy find a way, and will he try to find a way, if Io's playing like this, to give him more minutes because you know, remember we heard Billy say earlier this season, like you know, nine man rotation is a lot more manageable. Yeah. But Io is showing us so much and showing me so much that I'm kind of shoehorning him in as a tenth man in my rotation. And some nights he's only playing nine or ten minutes, but I yeah. want to get him out there. And you get him out there for more minutes in two wins. And then when Zach comes back, assuming he does at some point, Caruso, I believe today's injury report, questionable to play tomorrow. Probable. Probable. <laughs> then what happens to Iowa's minutes? No, that's a great question. Uh, obviously, it won't be 30-plus. Uh, that, that won't be the case. Um, why, why I'm not concerned, Matt, is even though he's playing those 17, it's not the minutes that he has. It's what he's doing with them while he has them. I notice him every single time. He doesn't disappear. I know when he's out there. And it's on Billy to know when to have him out there and when to remove that. And I'm not talking put him out there, you know, 20, 30 minutes. I'm saying within that 17 minutes that he has, how am I going to utilize that throughout these quarters to spread him out? Mm -hmm. Do I bring him in early? Do I bring him in uh, late in the second quarter and just let him finish out the quarter? Like, he has a lot of options he can do. What I'm saying is, however he's been doing it, it's been working. It's really been good for, for Ayo Dusumu as far as in his lesser minutes. Like, it's really impacting. He's really impacting the game in less minutes. That is awesome. And he's not a guy who's going to be complaining. He's going to always be ready. Mm-hmm. You know, he doesn't – he's not a guy who has to get some of his feet wet, you know, before he gets going. Right. As soon as you put him on the floor, he's gone. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I'm in. I'm good. He's that kind of professional. And that kind of uh, athlete. So that's why I'm not, I don't concern myself. He's one of those guys I'm not worried about. Guys like Javon Carter, you know what I mean, I might be more concerned with because he, he has shown he, you know, he's got to get off, you know what I mean, to a good start. Yeah. And then he can get going, you know what I mean, like that. Um, stars are like that a lot throughout the league. You know, they just got to get their feet wet, keep going like that. Io's not like that, man. You put him out there, he's going. He's going to impact it from the moment he steps on the floor. And that's important, and that's very, very key. Because that allows Billy to delegate minutes better, in my opinion. Because I know what you're going to do with these, these 17 that I'm giving you. Mm-hmm. That allows me to delegate it a little easier to Alex Caruso and delegate it easier to Patrick uh, Williams, you know, and guys like that. And then it allows me to play with these lineups even more. You know, like, oh, let's go with this small ball lineup here, mm-hmm. right here. Oh, let's just run you at the point. Let's run you at the two. Let's run you at the three. It allows you to play with it for a limited amount of time. And because it's going to impact the game in some kind of way. Like, for me, it's a, it's a great uh, problem. And I don't even think it's a problem. You know what I mean? It's just a great thing to have on your team, a guy who's that professional and that ready to play no matter how many minutes he's in there. Uh, football, see if Candy chiming in saying, I think the way I was playing and the changes in long-term objectives, maybe, you know, talking about this team rebuilding mm-hmm. and, and trading off some guys midseason, I think Io has to be the priority either as six-man or leaving Caruso out there, uh, to leaving Caruso out to rest. Please let AC get healthy. <laughs> Help! That's, yeah. Help! Um, are, are you sure you need to play tomorrow, AC? I mean, seriously, you know what I mean? Like, 
allow Io to continue to get these minutes, man, because this is the I'm being we, candid right here. Right. This is the and team I'm trying to see. Whereas <laughs> we're we're saying, man, like this is a really tough situation with Zach and his in his trade situation. Maybe he needs to go out there and play a handful more games before they trade him and look good doing it. So maybe the Bulls could get a bit more back than they might be getting uh, offers of right now. With, with Caruso, it's like, yo, <laughs> bubble wraps, right. ice baths. <laughs> Half the league is already calling the Bulls right. about this guy. Already. They all know what he can do. Already. He is a reigning first-team all-defense guy mm-hmm. and still looks like that guy this season when he's yeah. on the floor. Like, I, I'm, do you, would you be more, who would you be more surprised to still hear after December like 15th when that stuff happens? Who would you be more surprised, Alex Caruso or Zach Levine? I would, I mean, whether it's December 15th or later than that, if you're asking me which one would I be more surprised to see still here in a Bulls jersey? Yeah. Zach. We all know Zach's getting traded. It's unavoidable. It's going to happen. It's just a matter of when, not if. It terrifies me because I think that they need to maximize this Caruso trade value right now Mm -hmm. as opposed to waiting which is what they did with Zach and what they're doing with DeMar. Um, It would not surprise me if the Bulls were like, no, we love AC too much. We value him too much. We're not going to trade him. But that's why I I said December 15th, because it it would surprise me a little bit if Caruso is still here, only because I know half the league is calling you now for this, and everybody's ready to cash in now. Doesn't mean the Bulls are ready to cash out. I know. I know. I know. <laughs> I know. Takes two to tango. I know, man. Yeah, you better have this dance. I don't know. <laughs> I know. I know. But that's why it was surprising. You want to see what dude. the dance floor looks like after Zach is off of it before right. I go on the dance floor with you. Because if, because you. About Alex Caruso. Because that's the point. You just made the point right there. Like, if it's anybody I'm trying to not play, it's Alex Caruso. Like, he's yeah. the one. I don't, I don't want you to play. One, because I want to get, you know, the best for you. But two, I get to see Ayo more. The risk of Caruso's trade value dropping increases by playing him. Boom. That's a fact. As opposed to... As opposed to Zach. As opposed to Zach. He's got to get out there and play to, you know, increase his value more so he can go where... Right. But we'll get into Zach a little later. Uh, We will get into Zach later. Um, Okay, so with Pat, last six games, nearly 14 points, nearly five boards... Five boards? He's almost got his average up to five boards. Wait, what? Did you o- just say that? Over the last six games. Really? Yeah. Oh, shit. Joey, throw the parade. Where's Crazy. the horn? Oh, my uh, God. 1.8 combined steal the Bucks. <laughs> shooting 52.5% from the field. Finally, his three ball is starting to fall. He's shooting nearly 42% from three yeah. over these last six games. Thus far this season, Pat is averaging a career low 24.7 minutes per game. Mm-hmm. He has, over the last four games, averaged 32 minutes per game. Mm. Do you feel in this stretch of games recently that Pat is on his way to earning more minutes? Yes. In this stretch of games recently, yes. You have to be. I mean, you can't. Joe, can you put those numbers back up, please? You, you have to be on your way to earning minutes when you're doing that after your minutes were taken away from you because you were playing, you know, putting up Tony, Stales, Tony Snell's stat lines starting or coming off the bench. Mm-hmm. You were putting up those stat lines. So if you can do this in the last six games, 13-4 with a block, 50% from the field, and 41 from three, which is the best part to me is the 41 from three, because that was the part I was least concerned about with Patrick Williams, and it became a concern 
out of nowhere, and I don't like it. <laughs> but he's earned – yeah, he still has trust he has to earn back because Matt and I sit here and continually say it's about the consistency mm-hmm. with Patrick Williams, mm-hmm. and, and that's what we have to see. So six games of it is awesome. I want more. It has to be more. And to get more, you got to play more minutes. So I feel like he's earning it. I don't want to tell him that he's earning that. Because oh, no. whatever, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't want to give it to him. Like, Pat, you got it. And he's job accomplished. Right. Like, all right. I don't want that. To sit and rest right. on my laurels. <laughs> like, man, you still really haven't done shit. Right. You <laughs> know what I mean? Like, right. You know. Also, right. let's not Time forget. The contract. contract year. Yep. Yep. Contract year. I, he can't. And I don't want him to ever lose sight of that's what's going on right now. It's, it's a contract year uh, for Patrick Williams. But, yeah, he's, I'm, I mean, he's playing so much better. And if, for me, it's more noticeable on the defensive end than it is uh, with his scoring. Like, I didn't even notice that he was averaging double-digit figures, you know what I mean, in points. I was more so just looking at, like, oh, my God, look at what he's doing defensively out here. Like, he is locking down at least two players mm-hmm. when you're watching him play a defense on that side of the ball. He is causing straight-up havoc. And he's in there, and, he, and you know he's a machine because that's how he's built. It looks like he he doesn't even breathe hard. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like I barely see him sweat, and he's playing a, a nice, solid amount of minutes. But my God, dog, Patrick Williams is a force defensively, y'all. Like, if anybody out there likes watching defensive basketball, or junkies like Matt and I who just sit and watch any kind of basketball, if you like watching guys play, like for real, just watch what Patrick Williams is doing out there on the floor. It is impressive, man. Like the deflections that he's getting, the yeah. the help blocks. Yeah. For me, it's not just the blocks. It's the help blocks. Because that means you're watching everything that's happening on defense. He's getting those two now. And then he's getting out on the break and going in transition. Then we saw him hit you with the Euro step. You know what I mean? Like, those things come when you're playing well on one side of the ball. The other side of the ball becomes a little bit easier for you. You know? And with Patrick, the defensively, he's playing really well on that side of the ball. So it feels like the offense is becoming a little bit easier for him, mm-hmm. you know, getting in there and scoring. And like I said about Ayo, he's getting to the free throw line. That is crazy. Yeah. <laughs> We're not used to watching Pat shoot free throws, but he's actually doing that. A few, yeah, game, few games ago when he had six free throw attempts. What? <laughs> damn, damn near broke my brain. My brain and my mind too. It's hurting. I couldn't <laughs> understand what was going on. But I enjoy watching that stuff, man. Patrick Williams is – it's just watching him, you're like, yes, you just want to see it to continue to grow. I said this before, and I'll say this again about Patrick. I never thought it was this year for Patrick. I thought it was next year for Patrick yeah. that, I would, that I would really see that growth, that I would see him put it together like people are waiting for. I don't think it's this year. I think it's next year that it's going to come. Maybe it's because of the contract. I don't know. That, this is just my feeling, you know, about how I feel about him. Seeing him play like this just makes me feel better about that statement. I've been making it for a couple months right now. You know, we'll, we'll see when some of these trades go down. Um, maybe trades in addition to the Zach trade, which we'll yeah. talk about in a second. But with the back two-thirds of this season, some whether it's Pat, whether it's Aya, whether it's Kobe, if they are given more opportunities to be the ones out there making plays, what kind of additional growth might we see? Because mm. I know that I mean, that's what Bulls fans are desperate for. That's a great We're point. Talking about player development or lack thereof. Yeah. And finally, the front office waving the white flag of defeat on this core of Zach, DeMar, and Vooch and looking towards the future. Yeah. What else might these younger guys show us at the back end of this season? What is uh, – okay, let's do this. 
the things I've seen Patrick Williams do with this young core that I haven't seen him do in the past couple years. Alley oops. <laughs> that's that's one thing. That that takes a connection. I've seen him do that with Kobe White. Mm-hmm. They obviously have a connection together. They like each other. You know, they cool with the Carolina boys. You know, they have it like that. The defense, like I just mentioned, getting better because he has more time. He'll have more time on the floor if everything's kind of cleared out for him. Offensively, the transition is what I'll be looking at for Patrick Williams. I think he's been better in transition in these past six games. I mentioned the Euro step, you know, that he had, which was awesome. Yeah. The way he's getting to the bucket. Let's let's talk even the, oh, uh, gosh, the game, the overtime game. Against where, the Bucs. Yes, where after the steal, you know, Caruso finds him inside. He goes in in transition and gets the dunk. Right. Or after the steal that he gets himself and then goes to the, to the bucket and finishes at the rim. He's been better for me in transition uh, in these past couple games than, than I can remember. Now, of course, he's still got to learn how to dribble, you know what I'm saying, with the other hand. You know, he's got to do that. He still has to develop an actual move, which I think will come when you have more time on the floor to figure that stuff out. But this is what gets you blocked yeah. by Giannis when you go up with your left hand. You got it's Giannis. You can't do that. I mean, these these multiple summers with DeMar, I have been like, yo, if Pat, what are you working on? Yeah. It's clearly not the handles. Yeah. So it has to right. Are you working on the shot? You know, what are you working on? What things are you working on here? And I know when his certain shot is coming because it's telegraphed. And yeah. if I know it's coming, then they know it's coming. Because, yeah. again, I'm just a dude who gets paid to sit here right. and talk about it and right. drink beer. If I know it's coming, they damn sure know it's coming. Yeah. So that's why it continues to get stopped. But that's why I, I think that's what's been increasing, though, Matt. Just giving him more time on the floor. And, again, he had to earn it because he didn't deserve it before. But he's now starting to earn right. it a little bit more because it's starting to come a little bit right. easier to him. And I think it's just going to – click at some point in time for Patrick Williams and I think it's clicking a little bit right now for him but I think it helps that the fact that he's playing with guys that he actually likes playing with mm-hmm. uh, okay we've got to take our first break uh, then when we come back on the other side we'll dive into this talk about the Pistons maybe being in on Zach Levine like that Joe um, while we're sharing these words from our friends and sponsors you know what to do out there in Bulls Nation, we got 185, 190 people watching. Only hey. 20 likes. Come on, y'all. Let's get the get, let's get the thumbs up. Do it for our pal Joey. He wants y'all's thumbs. He does. Point it upwards. Helps us out a lot. We greatly appreciate it. Make sure you also mm. subscribe to CSGO Sports YouTube channel if you aren't already. Today's CSGO Bulls brought to you by DraftKings. DraftKings. Get your bets in for the in-season tourney quarterfinals mm. going down tonight. In the NBA, the game can change in an instant, but no matter how the action unfolds, you know, DraftKings Sportsbook has your back. This week, new customers can score 150 instantly in bonus bets just by putting $5 down on any NBA action. Could be a spread, could be an over-under, could be, uh, you know, a player prop that you might like tonight. Knicks-Bucks is the first game, Suns-Lakers in the night game, all kinds of stars out. Stars are out. For all four of these teams, make your bets Make them a DraftKings. Take advantage of that offer. 150 instantly in bonus bets. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now using promo code CHGO. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with that code CHGO. Take advantage. 150 in bonus bets instantly for $5 on tonight's NBA action. The crown is yours. Hey, Joey, uh, how many pairs of sweatpants do you have, man? 
A lot. Dude, what time is it? Game time. <laughs> Trying to catch him off guard? No, I'm just going. I'm giving him one. I'm giving him one. That's right. Give Joey one. Let me toss it to him right there. But you see? Uh, see. Prepared. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That okay. comes from just prepared. over, what, two years of me yelling at him <laughs> constantly to be ready. I knew it was going to click. It's Patrick mm-hmm. Williams. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. going to click at some point in time, man. He's been getting up at 4 a.m. coming to my DeRon DeRozan camp of ad reads. <laughs> And he's been awesome with it, man. Shout out, out to us. Shout out to us. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> you either just getting in or something. You know what I mean? There's no way. I'm going to you up at 4 a.m. That's Guilty. terrible. <laughs> you shouldn't have to worry when you're buying tickets to your next big event. Game time is the fastest, easy way to buy tickets for all your sports, music, comedy, and theater events nearest you with Keller. Last-minute deals, all-in prices, views on your seats, and their best price guarantee. Game Time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. Game Time has deals on tickets right up to the start of the event, and even an hour after it starts, ladies and gentlemen, it is not the place. No, 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 no. It is the place to find last-minute seats. Find exclusive flash deals and sponsored deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy theater, and much, much more. And with Zone Deals, you pick the section, Game Time does the selecting. For an average savings of, Matt Peck, drum roll, please. 18%! And Game Time Guarantee means you'll always get the best price possible. So, Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app. Create an account. Use the code CHGO for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem the code CHGO. Get yourself $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Because Matt Peck, what time is it? Game Time! Who? Just a little lay right there. Hey, man, shout out Sarah. I was watching White so- the White Sox uh, show. Shout out uh, mm-hmm. Herb. Shout out Vinny. Shout out Sean. All of our various baseball crews. It's still down in Nashville. Still down in Nashville. Meetings. This is before they had left. That Sarah, <laughs> Sarah, we were talking about robot umpires. Mm-hmm. And Sarah in her head thinks it's like actual robot umpi- umpires like, that will be back there. Like Jetsons made umpire. Literally, that's what Herb said. <laughs> he literally said Rosie from, from the Jetsons. That's exactly what he said. Yes, and I was thinking in my head, first of all, she has no idea who that is. She don't know. The Jetsons? But, no. There's no way she's a little too old is. for Sarah. Yeah. Joey, you know the Jetsons? Yes. What? How? George Jetson. Is it because it's George I used Fathers? to watch Cartoon Network. Oh, there it is. Okay. All right. That makes sense. Boomerang. Yeah, it yep. was on. Boomerang. Shout out Boomerang. Yes, you're right about that. That's true. But I, I found that hilarious. Like, just... She thinks there's going I to be that's real robots, CP, C-3PO. An actual three-dimensional robot standing behind home plate. Give, give it to me. <laughs> no. Give it to me. <laughs> they could all have different fancy, weird, like, <laughs> like personalized ways of doing their punch-out, you know, oh. moves after strike Oh, that would be cool, actually. Yeah. What, With, what like, ga- go-go gadget limbs and things. <laughs> God, it would be awesome. What happens, though, like, when you want to disagree? Let's just punch that robot on the face. <laughs> oh my god! Okay. Bring out the next one. Uh, this this is <laughs> <laughs> gotta have like two or three backup uh, ump robots at every bo- a ballpark, every game. So Mavex, is basically this is going to be a three billion dollar project. Yeah, dude. <laughs> I mean, come on. They made BattleBots a show that worked for years. That's fair. They can figure it out. George, you watch BattleBots? Yes. 
Dude. Great. No, in college, like retroactively for the humor of it. With my <laughs> retroactively figured out, figured out, figured out not while it was actually a drinking game. Yeah, it was like fun to like. <laughs> we would like pick, we'd like pick who we liked on the you know, at the beginning and root you know yeah. Nice. Okay. But not as like a child. I didn't watch that. Okay. All right. <laughs> Makes sense. <laughs> Sports Chicago style said strike Will Robinson. <laughs> <laughs> well done, Joey. Doesn't uh, get that one, but but that's a good one. All like right, that. let's uh, let's let's talk Zach Levine. Let's talk Pistones. Danger, danger. Uh, in case you missed it, uh, Joe, do you have that clip of Bobby Marks talking on the Sirius XM's NBA channel the other day Bobby. about the Detroit Pistones? Pistones. Here we go. What, two and 17, I, I would not be surprised if they stick their toe in the Zach Levine to see what his market is and see wow. if we can get a guy who's making, you know, a, a former all-star who we couldn't get in free agency. And if it doesn't cost us much, maybe just cost us a bunch of expiring contracts and maybe one of the younger kids that they go out and do something like that. That would be a kind of a team I would just keep an eye on as far as with Levine. Detroit is, what, 2-17? and 17. I, I would not be surprised if they stick their toe in the Zach Levine to see what his market is and see wow. if we can get a guy who's making <laughs> Thank you, Joe. So that was Bobby Marks talking about the Pistons maybe being a team that would dip their toe into the Zach Levine trade pool. Uh, and, like, his, his reasoning there, his logic, I don't think is off base in any way. Small market team yeah. that really couldn't lure a player of Zach Levine's caliber in free agency True. could maybe make a deal for him while also doing a thing or two for themselves as far as their books are concerned, taking on a contract that big. And let's be honest, this Pistons team needs shooting. Bad. It needs shooting and creative, confident scoring. Yes. They have all these fun, young, interesting prospect kind of pieces that aren't gelling yet. And for all the things that Bulls fans are talking about with our issues of Zach Levine and, you know, not a winning player, that's what Woj was saying again when Woj said the thing about there is no market for Zach Levine right now right. Just hey, a few days prior. Only we could say that. Yeah. Thank you, Joe. Um, I, like Bobby Marks' reasons for the Pistons maybe being interested in Zach make sense to me. What do you think about it, Dave? It makes sense. Um, my first thought was, damn, I feel bad for Zach, to be honest. Because I'm like, he's not going to a winning team. Like, I went from Minnesota to Chicago to Detroit. Damn. You know, like, that's, that's tough. But it makes sense. First of all, 2-17. and 17. One of those two wins. We understand. It's, it's from the, the Bulls. Bulls. Yes. They had, they had a nice night. And then they failed miserably against everybody else afterwards. The, I can't the, wait to play them again. To you be know what's funny though? The Pistons, who are two and seventeen, mm -hmm. they those two wins came consecutively. <laughs> so even the Pistons had consecutive wins this season before the Bulls did. <laughs> How about those losses though, Matt? <laughs> Fifteen in a gut, seventeen in a row. That's a lot. All right. So congratulations on your consecutive wins. Good job. Now you're looking at Zach Levine like, guys, <laughs> guys we, uh, can we talk about it? You yeah. know what I mean? Can we have a discussion? It, it does make basketball sense, though. You need help when you're 2-17, right. and 17, I don't care what kind of help. Whatever you're doing isn't clicking, isn't working, and it sucks because Monty Williams, I believe, is the second highest paid coach in the NBA right now. So I don't think Dude, that's – yeah. Like the local media in Detroit, some of the stuff I – like. People are lambasting Monty <laughs> Williams. And it was like, man, he was 
up until taking this job mm-hmm. and based on his performance of recent jobs being like man like one of the most respected coaches in the league like True. look what monty williams can do with these young rosters and that's why detroit hired him i presume because they and, thought that they were ready to take that step you know yeah. what i mean they thought that they were ready to go forward and and be that team and it looked like it when you win two games straight you know what i mean and you're like hey we look like something right now and then you're like, oh, we got to play everybody else? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's that's going to be a problem right there. So they've struggled. I think the question for me is, what do we get? Right. And what are you giving us back? Because, again, your GM should be taken into, uh, I don't know, he should, he's, I don't even want to say fired, but he should be looked at after I'm reading that other GMs were offering you two first-round picks for Bogdan, Bogdanovich. Last year, couldn't and let him go. You're like, nah, couldn't could. let him go. We got to keep Bogon on our team. Two first round. I don't care who it was from. Two, and you're like, no, that's a problem. You, I don't know if you're you're equipped to be running the team if that's the case. Right. We're over here trying to like just get a pick, you know, for Zach Levine or a pick for Demar Derozan. Right. And we'll be happy with that. And you turning down two of them things from this dude? Get out of here. So. Obviously, they haven't been making great decisions, you know, when it comes to that. I'm very interested, and I'm glad you say that, uh, Chocolate Salty, because I am interested in what Clutch Sports has to say about this because they are always about getting their players in the best position possible to be themselves or, or to continue their career on a trajectory where that could be talked about among, you know, those good kind of players. Sending them to Detroit, I don't know if that's the case, but it – the best deal, though, for the Bulls. I mean, let me tell you this. As a Bulls fan and not an agent who works for Clutch, I don't give a damn how Clutch thinks about this. Take the best offer. Talk to I, him. I, I, don't, I don't give a damn. Talk to him. Uh, uh, saying he saying, I mean, a couple of picks for Zach, sign me up. Okay, so that seems rich to me. I, I do – I don't think it's impossible that the Bulls can, can maybe coerce – the, the Pistons into giving up Ivy. But I feel like there's been an interesting wrinkle in this recently because the, the Pistons have a lot of young players. Sure. Um, obviously still, you know, Cade Cunningham, the piece, uh-huh. and complimentary pieces around him. So obviously, you know, uh, Ivy, fifth overall pick in last year's draft. Because of Cunningham's Love injury him. last year, yeah. he ends up starting 73 games. Yeah. Averaging 31 minutes a game. Yeah. He averages 16, over five assists per game. Mm-hmm. Shooting numbers weren't great, no, but no. rookie year, okay. What else you got? <laughs> now, this season, his minutes have plummeted from 31 to 23 because mm-hmm. you got Kate Cunningham back in the fold. Yeah. But the Pistons are now also juggling other injuries to other key players. Yeah. Uh, you know, Monte Morris is out six to eight weeks. So he had been primarily coming off the bench in a diminished role. Now, all of a sudden, he started six of their last seven games yeah. and playing more minutes. So it's like, we're on that scale of off limits, you know, not will never trade list versus might be willing to trade mm-hmm. list. Is Jaden Ivey for the Pistons right now? That's the big question. There, the, in my opinion, you got to be willing to trade whoever on this team when you're two and 17. Whoever. Hey, Julia. Anybody on your team is available to be traded when you've lost 17 in a row. Period. I don't care who. I don't even care if it's Monty Williams. Everybody's available to be traded when you get off to that kind of start, Matt. Because whatever you have ain't working. Mm-hmm. Period. Like it ain't working, dog. It ain't clicking. It ain't going forward. It's not looking nice or anything like that. 
17 straight losses, y'all. Look, we as Bulls fans were ready to trade everybody after like two or three. We were like, get the hell out. You know, like, what are you doing here? 17? And you're holding, what are you holding on to? Who are you talking to? What are you doing here? There's nothing that you can sit and tell me that you can hold on to with that many losses. If that, for me, that's a real loser mentality right there. Everybody should be available from Cade on down. Everybody should be available to be traded. So when you look at Zach, you know what he's going to bring. Obviously, you don't, I don't know if they have anybody on their team better than Zach. Let me say that. I don't, I, you can argue Cade Cunningham if you want to. That's cool. But I still don't know if he's better than Zach Levine, honestly. Zach Levine is special, all right? He's a ball player. The question is, how special do you think he is? I am curious, Matt. I am more so curious to see what Detroit is willing to give up. Because, again, this is a team who turned down two first-round picks for Bogdan. So what are you willing to give up to get a guy was, like that? That was before they were 2-17, though. That's a great point. But they still were ass. <laughs> it wasn't like they were just, you know, killing the world last year. They still were trash. Here's what I'm thinking in my, in my head. And you know I hate it when they got Jaden Ivey. I couldn't stand it. Because I like Jaden Ivey coming out of college a lot, and I still like Jaden Ivey. If you want to give me Jaden Ivey, cool. Jaden Ivey is one of those guys, though, Matt, that I talked about in the last segment about Io. He is one of those guys that's got to get his feet wet. Mm-hmm. If he's going to be an impactful player for your team, he is one of those guys that has to get in there and has to play and has to be, you know, a guy looked at not so much as a guy, but has to be looked at, you know what I mean, at some point in time. If the Bulls are starting over with this youth movement and going forward with that, I don't see a problem with getting Jaden Ivey, give me a pick with it, send him on over, I size you Zach Levine. And look, I I think it was. And give me Kate Cunningham, too. I'm just playing. Ego being the comments you brought up, uh, you know, Jalen Duran, give me him instead, or uh, somebody also just brought up uh, Asar Thompson. Those, I think, are players who. Because of the way they're playing and the the looks of their ceiling would make the Pistons willing to give up Jaden Ivey. Yes. I see Jaden Ivey yes. as a piece that the Pistons are more likely to put in a trade uh, yes. offer for Zach than, than, them. than yes. either of those two. And for me, it's because you just got them. Right. That's the only reason. Yeah. I'm not saying they shouldn't be on the trading block. I'm saying that's the reason why is you just got them. You don't know. Uh, Joe, did you want to chime in with something there? 17, Joe. I don't 17, remember. Joe. I don't remember. Okay. 17 like losses, Joey, is all I'm saying. It's a lot 17 of losses. losses. Jaden Ivey, I've always liked Jaden Ivey. I like Jaden right? Ivey too. I like him a lot, and I think he brings a lot to a team. But my God, man, when you've lost 17 in a row, like imagine how he was feeling during his losing streak and he wasn't getting those minutes. Yeah. They still wasn't. The only reason he's getting these minutes, like you mentioned, is because of the injuries. Right. So what is he doing that you have to keep me on the bench? And listen, I trust in Monty Williams. He can coach. Right. All right. That dude is skilled. So is it something that he's seeing or is he saying you just don't fit with this kind of offense? You know what I mean? That I'm running right here. I don't know. I don't know. But whatever it is, it's not working and it's not clicking. Ivy to me is like the highest ceiling type of like, right. That range is, I think the highest ceiling that you're going to get back. Cause he, like you're a year removed from him being a, like a top five pick. Yeah. People thought was going to be a consensus top four pick and was a really good prospect. And and I, yeah, I, I can't see them doing much better than that. Yeah, I see Eagle being saying he he can't shoot. That's cool, but when you're in what year what two? Mm-hmm. <laughs> year two. I like, mean, I can so, figure that so out. So far, been a this, fine shooter this year. 
So, like, look, he's basically between last season and this season somewhere between three and four and a half three-point attempts per game, and he's shooting it at 34 35%. It's not terrible. For a first and second-year player, yeah. I, I can live with believing that that player can turn into, into an even better shooter. I agree. Those are fine numbers for a first-year player. Honestly. Second-year player. I don't disagree with you at all. Like, 75% from the free-throw line as well, which is – a sign. I mean, of right. He can get to the line. To come. Yeah. yeah. He really can get to the line. He he has that kind of skill. So, but would you, would that be a trade though that interests you? A Zach Levine, Jake Nivey, and some picks trade. Uh, well, so the and some picks part is I think what would make it interesting. Obviously, you'd have to throw in some filler. Uh, most likely, uh, you know. Well. Uh, yeah. Bogdan Bogdanovich. Uh, I mean, <laughs> uh, and they actually, have some contracts, right? What? Go on. Well, I was just going to say we, uh, we can, if you want, dive into the proposed trade uh, of Will to Go Gottlieb because Ooh. that involves contract filler and also an, an entirely additional team. Well, then let's let's say some ads and then we'll go. Well, let's that. do that then. Yeah, I like that. Uh, I like that, Matt. I like that a lot. <laughs> and then we'll talk about Isaiah Hartenstein. <laughs> And Evan Fournier oh. being added in as fillers on a three-team trade. Oh! Give it to me, baby. Give it to me, baby. <laughs> they gave us microphones. Why? <laughs> Dave, tell the people about Hero Bread while oh, they hit the thumbs up button. Delicious is what it means. Hero is bread for delicious. That's what it means. When you see Hero, that's the first thing popping in your head. Delicious, tasty, awesome, low calories. Low carbs and good, good, good bread, y'all. They have so many wonderful other bread. Like they got the tortilla wraps you can get. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. They got the buns that you can get as well. It's not just the bread alone, but I rock with Hero Bread. Shout out to my guy who told me that after hearing one of my ass, he sent his white out wife out to go get some Hero Bread. Wow. Shout out to him. How about man. that? Shout out for that. And he said, you're right. It's good. You know why? Because I'm not here to lie to y'all. You know what I mean? When I read these ads, I mean it. I had it. I tasted it. It's awesome. I promise you, if Matt eats it and puts whatever he puts on a sandwich, what is it? The the Italian? What is it? The pepperoni or salami? The pepperoni, ham? salami, ham, and bacon. And bacon? You want some cheese on it too? Oh, you know it. Throw that on there, man. Put that on some hero bread. Delicious. It'll be amazing. Joey, what's your sandwich? What you got? I uh, I agree with what I like a turkey sandwich is good chicken nice turkey yeah, sandwich you want some lettuce and tomato on that sure a little bacon yeah turkey sure. sub what kind of cheese you want pepper jack pepper jack cheese put that together any mayo mustard uh, a little mayo maybe a little mayo on maybe that light mayo ranch I don't little know ooh, a little ranch get a little fancy on them Joe right there little ranch on ya you can get all that and enjoy it when you put it on two pieces of hero bread and you will be happy five to ten grams of protein per serving y'all high fiber ultra low net carbs zero grams of sugar per slice 45 calories per slice that is hero bread and those are facts so right now hero bread is offering the chgo fam 10 percent off your first order just go to hero.co use that code chgo who that right to save on hero bread when Today, that's H-E-R-O dot C-O to save 10% today when you use the code C-H-G-O. Hero bread to the rescue. Matt, was that a School of Rock reference there? 
Turkey sub. Turkey sub. <laughs> Who's yeah, got food? You're not going to get in trouble. I'm hungry. You're not going to get in trouble. <laughs> I'm hungry. Okay. okay. I'm going to hang over. Who knows what that means? <laughs> like, come on. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let that mean you're drunk. No. means I was drunk <laughs> yesterday. <laughs> Classics. Today's CSGO Bowl is also brought to you by ComEd. Dave, mm. it's getting easier for businesses to switch to electric vehicles. Is it? I know this. You know this. Well, no, we now that I've told it. you. Yeah. That's something we can all get behind for the health of the planet, mm-hmm. Mother Earth, mm. and the well-being of all of us who live on it and share it. You are correct, Matthew Peck. The electric rig is evolving to meet with cleaner energy needs as we all move with confidence toward an electric future, an electric tomorrow. My new single, Unsale, in two weeks, Electric Tomorrow. <laughs> Whether you have one delivery van or a whole fleet of shipping trucks, ComEd can help guide you to make the changes that make sense. So what should those people out there who are business owners do about that, day? Oh, I can't believe you asked me that question. Thank you, Matt. My God. <laughs> Go to ComEd.com slash clean to learn more about resources, fleet rebates, and infrastructure incentives available to help businesses go electric. If you own a business, don't wait. But also, like Matt says, good for you. Nice. Start making your plan today to switch to electric vehicles. Good for business. Good for the planet. Good for all of us. Go to comed.com slash clean. Did you say comment.com slash clean? I said comment.com slash clean. Go now and see how the electric connects us to a better way of doing business and a better future for generations to come. Mm, electric nexus. We do this for y'all, Joey. Hey. Um, DR in the comments said trade DeMar as well. Mm. Well... Funny you should mention that. Oh. So uh, I believe it was Sam Amick of uh, The Athletic, amongst other things, uh, who had this in a report of his the other day, that a lot of teams around the league are expecting the Bulls to also field calls on DeMar and maybe also trade DeMar mm-hmm. in the get something for him instead of letting him walk for nothing, you know, <laughs> it's a thing. rule or, or lot, line of logic. Mm-hmm. And on top of that, whatever his sources are, whoever his sources are, named two teams that might be teams DeMar would be happy to go to okay. in a midseason trade. Yeah. Miami, ew, gross, awful. Yeah. New York Knicks, ew, also gross, ill, awful. gross, awful. Yeah. But to that end, our guy Will to go Gottlieb, along with the Bobby Marks, Pistons, maybe want Zach news of the past couple of days, concocted himself a three-team trade All right. between the Bulls, Pistons, and Knicks. Let's do I it. want to get your thoughts on this. I want to get the thoughts of everyone out there in Bulls Nation. Okay. Because I've seen this, and Bulls fans might first look at this and be like, man, you're giving up Zach and DeMar, and this is all you're getting back? I don't know. But again, you have to be realistic about what the Bulls could get for DeMar, an aging vet who's on an expiring deal and will want a new multi-year contract Let's next summer. This. And Zach, who is not playing well. So, in this three-team trade, I'll I'll lay it out for you, Dave. The Bulls get Jaden Ivey, Marvin Bagley III, Uh and Joe Harris from the Pistons, Uh along with the 2026 first-round pick from the Pistons. They also get 
from the Knicks, Isaiah Hartenstein, Evan Fournier, mostly as contract filler, and then a 2024 first-round pick that is currently owned by the Knicks, owed to them by the Pistons, that is heavily protected in 2024. So you're giving up Zach, you're giving up DeMar. You're bringing in Ivy, Bagley, Harris, Hardenstein, Fournier, a 2026 first from the Pistons, a 2024 first from the Knicks via the Pistons that is protected 1 through 18 in 2024. And then gets conveyed and conveyed and conveyed with slightly lesser protections on it. Before Big Dave sinks his teeth all the way in, can I just say one thing? Please do. This is my thoughts on the matter. Do it! (laughs) Just do it! In the words of the Backstreet Boys, Joey, tell me why. I I just think uh, I mean pl- break it down. I I already set, spoke my piece on Ivy. I think he's the highest ceiling guy or of that ilk that you're going to get. Uh, top five pick, unbelievable athleticism. Still a lot of room to grow. We've seen, especially being a lead guard in the NBA, takes multiple years to put it all sure. together. So still have a lot of faith in him potentially being a player that could be like a real cornerstone for you, which I don't think is coming up in all of these trades that we have seen. I, I think he's one of the actual guys that can be somebody that can be a real like piece to build around sure. and not a complimentary piece. Sure. And I just think when you break it down, you look and you say a, a good young player and a pick for Zach and then a pick for DeMar and it lines up and granted you're moving Dale and Terry. And then there's a lot of, uh, you know, moves on the, on the fringes of the roster but when I look at Ivy and then two first-round picks coming in, that's it's intriguing. So me. I mean, as Brandon in the comments pointed out, the pick via Detroit from New York actually feeling more like a second-round pick than a first. You know, I mentioned to you, Dave, that it's protected one through eighteen in twenty twenty-four. Mm-hmm. There's no way it's conveying in twenty twenty-four because the, the Detroit, Detroit Pistons, who are two and seventeen, yeah, they're getting a high pick. Will be somewhere from one to eighteen in that draft lottery. Yeah. In 2025, it's protected 1 through 13. I don't know, you know how quickly the Pistons can turn things around, but pretty good chance that they're still 1 through 13 somewhere uh, in the 2025 draft. In the 2026 draft, it's protected 1 through 11. So again, another year further, and the protection shrink. Maybe if the Pistons build something here, it conveys. It's, it's protected one through nine, picks one through nine, in 2027. Mm-hmm. If the Pistons are still picking in the top ten of the draft in 2027, essentially, mm-hmm. it's conveyed into a second-round pick. Mm. So okay. it's, it's like one and a quarter first-round picks. Yeah, yeah. But you're still getting a pick. With the key but of all this is getting You're still pick. getting Jaden Ivey, and you're still getting a 2026 pick from the, from the Pistons. Right. Even though that twenty twenty four, you said one through eighteen, protected, and you know that's not gonna right. <laughs> be a thing. Okay, the only reason I don't like this, the only reason, is because I'm sending Demar Derozan into the Knicks. It's the only reason I don't like it. I don't want the Knicks to have shit, <laughs> and sending him there would be a awesome move for them. They're already playing very well right now, and they have they are a very deep team. But sending a guy who's a bucket getter like him to Tom Thibodeau would just oh I would hate it so because that's success like that is a good damn move, and I hate every second of it. But they are getting drumming, mm-hmm. 
Tibbs would hate him. <laughs> Tibbs would hate Andre Drummond, dog. He wouldn't like him. He wouldn't. He wouldn't. I would. I would watch a sitcom of Tom Thibodeau and Andre Drummond yeah. not only being a player-coach relationship, but also like sharing an apartment together. <laughs> Why didn't you clean up today? <laughs> Do your job. <laughs> just need to relax, man. And then he just falls ass backwards through a glass table. <laughs> I told you I had a big date. <laughs> but that's the only, honestly the only reason I, I don't like it. I think it's a very Will Godly trade in a sense of it's logical <laughs> and, it, and it makes sense. It makes sense for everybody involved. Mm-hmm. I think everybody in this trade is happy. Also, of course, you know, I don't want to give up Dave and Terry, but it's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think everybody walks away with something that they would want. Yeah, Detroit will walk away with something they can build around. And uh, Dalen Terry, who I, honestly, they love him in Detroit. They, and, and they also got uh, jo- Jericho Sims, who mm-hmm. solid, honestly. Yeah. Really good, solid Good player. young big man. Yeah. So that's good for them. Knicks walk away, like I mentioned, with Drummond and walk away with uh, DeMar DeRozan. That makes them super formidable in the playoffs. Knicks maybe a yeah, a playoff bound team that needs a late game bucket getter. Yes, they need it. And it can't just be Jalen Brunson. Right. Because they can just put a tall person on him and then it's over. Well, and he also uh yeah, yeah. You know, um, but but the Bulls getting back all those assets, I think works. And it's, and also getting Joe Harris back on a one year deal means you could probably move him again. Right. Honestly. And you could probably get something else for him because you're not going to get Joe Harris and keep him, in my opinion. So, yeah, and that's the thing. Harris is one of many players in in this proposed three-team trade on expirings. So, when you know, uh, and that's the other wrinkle that that Will made note of when he made the three-team trade. All of these contracts going and coming between these three teams, if this is the way it went down, all three of these teams would stay under the luxury tax. Oh. But you know, for Jerry, music to his ears. Will is always thinking, man. Um, Bagley... Has 12 and a half mil on his deal remaining in the 24-25 season. That's my new drumming. Ivy has a uh, club option that was exercised already uh, by Detroit for 7.9 million next year. Mm. Then another club option, you know, obviously on his rookie deal, mm-hmm. 10.1 million in 25-26. Mm-hmm. Fournier, who you're bringing in just to even up Fournier. contracts, is making 18, almost 19 mil this year, has a $19 million club option next year. You can let that go. Um, Hardenstein, last year, expiring deal, unrestricted free agent. Bye-bye. Joe Harris, last year, expiring deal, unrestricted free agent. Peace out. And also, you know, Will, Will threw that Hardenstein in because Will's a huge Hardenstein fan, big fan. Um, yeah, I, I don't hate this. I, I think it's a solid trade. Somebody honestly. in the comments who I, I could I I just hate that misplaced the it said, like, don't like waiting for 2026 for our first-round pick when you're giving up Zach and DeMar to kind of start things over. Well, you're going to have one in 2024. Nicholas N said, this trade is kind of sad. Honestly, you well, you get <laughs> – honestly, it's okay for me to wait when I'm getting two first-round picks in, in 2024. Your, your own – and, and the Detroit one. But see, but you're not. The 26 so one is the protected. unprotected just, one, right? Yeah. The, the oh, yeah. 26 one is the, the unprotected pick? One in that, is it, that is intriguing, though. You are trading an unprotected – you are getting an unprotected first-round pick from a team that has right now lost 17 games in a row. Obviously, they have a franchise player, Cade Cunningham. I am a very big Cade believer. I think he's going to be really good. Who the hell knows – 
Right. He, he could be traded. He could get hurt. That team could continue to suck as they have for most of this Oh, they're not going to get better immediately. Right. They're so going to suck. You, like, that is a, is a valuable asset to me. Like, you're, right. Like, I agree. That's a 2026 first-round pick from a team that could, could win the lottery this year? Uh, like that's that's an asset. That's an asset. Eco being Eco being saying change Bagley to Duran. This trade sucks. Eco being here's a reminder Come for on. you and anyone else out there. Two teams have to agree <laughs> on a trade. You think that the Pistons are giving up Duran and Ivy? No. This is a team that turned down two first no, round picks. It's not happening <laughs> for Bogdanovich. That's not and again, this is why. And like you know, I was laughing at Nicholas in the comments saying this trade makes me sad. This trade that Will came up with, probably most Bulls fans look at this and say, wait, we're giving up Zach and DeMar, and this is all we're getting back? Right. Jaden Ivey, a couple of expiring deals, maybe, you know, a young guy in Bagley who could still turn into something, a first-round pick in a couple of years, and a, and a pick with lots of protections on it. That's it. That's all. What do you think you're getting? What do you think you're getting? Seriously, yo. Like... Did you We've just talked not hear about how the Bulls front office, by refusing to admit what is in front of them and drawing out the final strings of this shit, has done nothing but bring down the trade value of their assets. My man. That's where they are now. Did you not hear what Woj said? It's not a market for the man right now. It's just not a market, bro. So when it's not a market for him, these are the kind of trades that you're going to have to make for him. You might like them, and again, and I think all teams are kind of like this. When I was on uh, Locked On Kings, shout out to my man Matt George. When I was on Locked On Kings, he was saying the same thing about Kings fans. Mm. When I was offering up trades, he was like, yeah, but they don't understand that you have to give up something to get something. Right. And they're not going to want to give up anything that they, you know, would like, you know, like that. And I'm like, okay, and you're right, and I feel you, but Bulls fans have been like that for a long time. Keep all my toys, mm -hmm. not giving you anything. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, here's a little crumb. You can have that right there. And give me your favorites and your best, and then we can roll on. It's not how this works, bro. That's not a market uh, for the young man right now. Interesting. Uh, we have someone call, named uh, Amine, Amine, in the comments, saying, Pistons fan here. If we give hey. up Jaden Ivey for Zach Levine, I'll switch to being a Bulls fan because that would be a huge L for the Pistons. See what I mean? Case in point. Case right there. in point, dog. This is exactly what I mean. High right ceiling. Here. It gives us another chance. Right it's here. just a swing. Like, Throwing they want, the dart. They, he don't even want to give up Jaden Ivey. <laughs> they, they gave up on Jaden Ivey. And they don't even want to trade him. They can put Jaden Ivey on the bench. And they're like, nah, I don't want to hear that for Zach. This is what we're talking about right here. I know it was a different draft, but to me it's like them getting Ivey, and I still don't think it's going to, is like would them be, it would be like, redemption for them not tanking at the deadline last year when they were five games under because you're going and you're getting a top a, pick, a guy who is a top five caliber pick who is still 22 23 years old like you're you're you've retroactively solved you, you at least now have somebody on that timeline mm -hmm. that's it makes a lot of sense to me uh nhk20 in the comments saying derozan is an expiring deal how else are you going to extract value this is so all that's one of the star players that you're giving up in this trade the other star player is one who is currently not playing because he's hurt and or cranky. And before he took a seat because he's hurt and or cranky, he yep. wasn't playing great. Hey, please understand, Zach Levine is getting traded. Can we understand this and come to grips right. with this, guys? Yeah. He's getting traded. Zach Levine said, be patient. 
the Bulls are where they are now because they were too patient. You want them to continue being patient? Look, unless you're saying like, we're not saying we, you got to do this deal and you got to do it on December 15th or whatever. Maybe Eco being saying like, let's wait until you get close to the trade deadline and see if some of those offers add, get you know a little bit of juice added. Sure, to them, I which, agree with that. Fine, that's fine. Eco being also saying so the Bulls trade a starter to the Pistons for a bench player. But this Ooh. is my point: the Pistons dude don't even want to trade the bench player. And 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 what are the Bulls <laughs> winning this season? Also, like what it's, I it's just about told you that he. Has started six of their last seven games this season, and he started 73 games for them his rookie year and looked pretty darn good doing it. Like, just like Dave said earlier, Zach Levine's probably better than Cade Cunningham right now. What do you think the Pistons are saying if you're like, oh, we'll give you Zach Levine for Cade, he's better? They're laughing you off the phone because part of what goes into trade assets and value is a future projection. Right. And that's the point of acquiring Ivy, who is 23 years old, incredibly athletic, toolsy high motor whatever whatever you want to say and and at least saying maybe we'll take a chance on a guy with a really high ceiling take a shot take a shot take a shot i, I could use a shot all this trade talk stressed right, me out let's go get one uh real quick shout out uh before we wrap up to our friends at foco get fitted out with the best sports gear you need if you need to do some more holiday shopping check out what they have to offer at foco because it's a lot of Everything, whatever you're looking for, hoodies, shoes, signs, bobbleheads, everything in between, everything you need for tailgating season, which for you brave Chicagoans out there is still going on. Shout out. Plenty of fun tailgating weekends to have. I ain't going to be there. (laughs) (laughs) They got bags, they got straw hats, they got polos, everything you need for the game, watching the game at a bar, watching the game at your tailgate. Maybe you're going to the game, layer up with gear from FOCO. They uh, also donated some cool stuff to our set here at our CHGO headquarters. Appreciate them for showing us that love. They'll show you love if you use promo code CHGO10 at checkout when you go to foco.com. That's F-O-C-O dot com. Or click the link in the description below if you're watching on YouTube. Again, that's all non-presale items. Promo code CHGO10 for 10% off your order. Just a shot, uh, Chief C uh, saying that Woe's report... Is a bunch of BS. Do you guys actually believe that? No. No. <laughs> we talked about that no. before. My point is that the report is out there. That's the point. Is the fact that they're sitting saying there's nothing for you. Just to say it. I don't believe it at all. But the fact that it's being reported. Because there's no really high-end guy I can sit and name you who you'll hear that about. You'll never hear that about James Harden at no point in time. That it was happening. There's always a market for James Harden, all right? Russell Westbrook, you didn't hear that about. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, those certain guys, you didn't hear that about. That's what makes this like, damn, it's out there, though. I don't believe it, but it's out there. So if that's what leads guys like my man who's a Pistons fan to be like, I'm not giving you Jaden Ivey, you know what I mean, to do this. It just puts you in a in an interesting position, bro. Uh, Daryl Perry in the comments asking, uh, Jaden Ivey has talent but needs to be developed. Is there any confidence that this staff could actually develop him? You got confidence in that, Joe? Yes, and I will point you to a future article coming out by Will the Goat Godly. Hey! It's right where I was going. Uh, yeah, so we talked a little bit about it in our show yesterday with Will about Kobe and some of his comments recently, yeah. working with the Bulls shooting coach and head of player development, Peter Patton, yeah. some, some of the other people on the staff that the Bulls have added in recently. Uh, Will had a sit-down with Patton and some of the other members of his player development staff That's a flex. at practice today. Mm-hmm. He has a piece coming out about that on Friday 
uh, most likely. Uh, TBD, but most likely Friday. Talking about the player development staff of this team and some of the things that they're working on. So, again, n- you know, don't believe it till you see it. If you're a Bulls fan and that's how you feel right now, I'm not faulting you. But there are, again, finally maybe some semblances of, as we talk about some of these younger guys who are playing better, maybe the Bulls finally learning how to develop their young talent um, and, and the ways in which they're doing it. I'm so for it. Uh, yes. A tentative yes. I'm <laughs> if the Bulls it. trade for a young player, if giving up Zach and or DeMar, I'm for it. Um, let's keep watching the young guys tomorrow, man. Let's do it. Uh, Bulls back in action tomorrow. Take on the Charlotte Hornets. We let's could go. be looking at a three-game winning streak. Hey! Guys. Don't get my hopes up, Unbelievable. Man. Don't get my hopes up. Uh, we will be here for pregame before tip-off at 7, 6.30 pregame Chicago time. We will see you then. Until then, Will underscore Gottlieb is the Twitter follow for our guy, the GOAT. Big Dave Balby at WL Sports. I'm Bulls underscore Peck. Our pal producer, Joey Spathis. He's at Joey Spathis. <laughs> Uh, thanks for tuning in today. Hit the thumb on your way out if you didn't do it yet. We appreciate it. We will talk to you pregame tomorrow. See you, Red. Be good. Games! You're all silly like the mayor.